Welcome back for another episode of PR Who? PRU, where we explore each PRU or organizing unit for Colorado State Extension. Though our work as extension professionals hardly ever fits into these neat boxes, it's helpful to have an easy way to group subject matter that might interest you. I'm your host, Perry Pelletier, speaking to you from Gunnison, Colorado on September 5th, 2020. Today's topic is another area that surprise is not a PRU. We'll talk today about the system of agricultural experiment stations, a system that is joined at the hip to extension. Let's back up for a moment to the early days of extension. In 1862, President Abraham Lincoln signed the Morrill Act into law, thereby establishing land grants to each state and territory. Each of these land grants was to be used for funding colleges that would teach both agriculture and mechanical arts. Well, it wasn't long before the colleges were demanding more up-to-date research to share with students and farmers. Some states responded to this need immediately and came up with funds to create research facilities. Experiment stations, they were called. Seaman Knapp was a professor at Iowa State College. He is credited with being the first person to propose that all land-grant colleges should have an associated agricultural experiment station. His idea became law in 1887, and it was called the Hatch Act. The federal government agreed to provide $15,000 a year to each land-grant college to support the ag experiment stations. Another quantum leap in the life of Ag Experiment Stations, or AESs, occurred in 1962 when the McIntyre-Stennis Act added funding for forestry research. So now, land-grant colleges had funding earmarked for forestry education, and Ag Experiment Stations could expand the scope of their research to forestry and beyond. Fast forward to the present day. Colorado now has eight AESs around the state, studying everything from dryland farming to organic practices for growing fruit. How about livestock grazing practices, range management, irrigation, high altitude crops, insect health, and even ornamental horticulture? Boy, what don't they study? What do they study in your state? Have you investigated? In Colorado, there are brand new collaborative campuses, too. These campuses are so new that I'm not 100% clear about their roles and boundaries within Extension. The collaborative campuses are meant to provide space for timely and lively communication between the Ag Experiment Station researchers and the people nearby them. They're intended to spread the resources of CSU more broadly and fairly around the state. From what I read about the collaborative campus closest to me, near Grand Junction, Colorado, it sounds like great new things are happening, and also like the Ag Experiment Stations are getting back to their roots. One researcher in Grand Junction, Amanda McWade, has pioneered the Community Alliance for Education and Hunger Relief. The Alliance seeks to reduce food insecurity in the local area, and also to better educate residents about the food they are eating. With those goals in mind, the Alliance has worked with local food banks and school lunch programs. 
How about that for being in touch with local needs? So if you happen to live near an ag experiment station, you may be seeing the benefit of current research and years of accumulated data. You may be educated about cutting edge developments in agriculture. But what if you do not live near an AES? On September 3rd, I asked that very question of Eric McPhail, County Extension Director for Gunnison County, Colorado. Eric, we don't live in a community that has an ag experiment station. So I wonder what your relationship is to the extension um, sort of sister organizations that we have not too far away. So interesting enough, we had an experiment station here. It was called the Mountain Meadows Research Center. Uh, and it left out about 13, uh, no, that's wrong, about 15 years ago. Um, it uh, closed down. And so we lost a lot of valuable information and research that was going on at the time. And um, all related to Mountain Meadows and the ag production of high altitude forage production. But, um, but with that, so we used to have a lot of ties that way directly with them in our county. Now uh, we, we do, partner with some of the neighboring experiment stations. The one that we use the most is the San Luis Valley experiment station because of the potato production. Uh, it's about the only research that's going on applicable to Gunnison at this time because of our high altitude and cold growing conditions. We, we can raise potatoes and so a really neat relationship that we've built with them is that they can provide us with experimental seed potatoes and we can distribute those to backyard gardeners here in Gunnison. And so um, for the last eight years, we've had between 40 and, and 70 backyard producers every single year come in and get seed potatoes and plant in their backyard gardens. And, um, and then we take that data from surveys they fill out and give back to the experiment station. So that's about the extent, to be honest, of our relationship. From time to time, I will call and get uh, maybe some agricultural expertise on growing a certain crop, um, maybe trying out a crop here in Gunnison and what would be the success. So, but not so much as we used to probably in the past. Okay. So when there was the Ag Experiment Station here, the Mountain Meadows, um, did you have a back and forth with those folks doing research there? What was um, from day to day? How often would you speak to them? And maybe what did you talk about? Did you have information to share with local producers? Or um, just give me a flavor for that. It probably is a relationship that probably even then needed to be defined a little more as it does now as far as they would do a lot of their own research and a lot of their own education at the same time. And so I do think that that was before I was here, but I do believe the ag agents had a very good relationship with the research center um, and um, housed a lot of their knowledge and research bulletins, and uh, which is beneficial for me coming into a job. I, have access to all that information and, and can carry on that education uh, without the experiment station. But uh, 
But back then, I think that the agent worked closely with the research director here and um, and just had a lot of, but I also think the uh, ag community worked heavily with the research station here as well. Okay. So. And so was the, the knowledge gained, the research being conducted, was it very specific to our valley or was it something that campus, sometimes the CSU campus was interested in as well and would have shared then maybe with other high altitude communities or um, what kind of sharing was there? The, um, all of the information was shared and, um, and it was put together in technical bulletins and then would be disseminated to campus and and put together in booklets and, and different things, but but it was very specific to high altitudes, uh, specific to grass haze and alfalfa, and that information still, I have other high altitude uh, ag producers call me from around the state and uh, looking and seeking for that knowledge and so it's always nice to be able to pull out a lot of that research and it is still something that's really lacking. Eric later shared with me that some states do have more defined relationships between ag experiment stations and extension. Florida, for example. So, with the development of the new collaborative campuses here in Colorado, we will stay tuned to see what direction the collaboration will take. Have you visited an AES in your area? I'm looking forward to connecting with this amazing science resource. I encourage you to investigate the list of current studies taking place at Colorado Ag Experiment Stations. The list is available at aes.agsci.colostate.edu. When you get there, look for the menu button. This is Perry Pelletier. Thank you for joining me for another episode of PR Who? PR You!